Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the Femme Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Nat. I'm here with my lovely Julieta Durante and the beautiful Olivia Ayasanos. Did I say that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I just know her as Livy. You might also know her as I am Livy on Instagram. And we are going to chat all things human design and mothering and family life in a slightly different way. Really excited for that chat. Um, but first of all, welcome, Libby. It's lovely to have you on. Finally, we got here. <laughs> um, and we always start our podcast episodes with a cycle check-in. So what do you know where you are or roughly whereabouts you are in your cycle and how, yeah, how does it feel to be where you are today? Yeah. So I'm actually due to start my bleed today and it hasn't arrived. Um, so... I well actually I think it was yeah kind of yesterday today so I actually had to take a pregnancy test <laughs> earlier today <laughs> so yeah that's where we're at I'm kind of waiting <laughs> I, I, yeah I don't really know a bit of confusion of like what what's what's going on at the minute but um that's where I'm at <laughs> oh that, that little space of like <laughs> yeah uncertainty yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for mm. sharing your chicken, my lovely. Julieta, <laughs> what about you? I am day 23, um, but I, I've i been really unwell for the last few weeks, like with that horrible flu. So I haven't really been connected with my cycle at all. You know, like you, there's other things that are preoccupying you, like just, you know, feeling knackered and, and all of the things. So I'm only starting to come back into like my cycle actually in the last few days and I'm like very much I'm about to bleed as well my cycles are quite short so I've gone from having one nice day and today's been a pissed off day it's just like everything is irritating me like everything I'm really like so um yeah I mean I'm I'm not irritated being here but I've been irritated all day but yeah it just actually even the irritation feels good because I have energy to be irritated so that's actually really nice yeah and how about you lovely Nat I think you said last time you sort of given up counting exact days now but yeah 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 I've given up I think actually I think I looked at my flap yesterday I think today's day 97 or 98 Mm. um so I'm 13 weeks and five days and I'm feeling right now honestly a bit tired a bit washed out I've spent the last two hours sleeping on the sofa I haven't got anything done but my morning started off really well. I I did a workout for the first time, like a proper workout for the first time in, I don't 
ages and you know um had a lot of energy in the morning but as we know things can you know even without pregnancy we can kind of feels like tipping over from that point of you know you you two are both in your premenstrual phase at the moment and there's that kind of like space where you're tipping over into a new phase um the phase of bleeding or you know wherever else you might be in your cycle and it kind of feels like that today so a bit in between I would say mm. so I think so. we're all a bit in between at the moment it's an in-between yeah. energy <laughs> sounds like it sounds like it which is really fitting because it's like you know it's a bit um murky and means that you have to navigate things in your own way and um mm. in ways that perhaps don't make sense in the kind of more normal stable times of the cycle right mm-hmm. so yeah yeah oh thank you for the check-ins my loves <laughs> so Livy. Who are you? For the people who don't know who who Livy is, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you came to be in the place where you're at today. Yeah, sure. So, th- well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm so thrilled to be here and to speak with you both. So I am a human design coach and a brand strategist, and I help coaches mainly, predominantly, to grow their personal brands in alignment with the human design and a little bit about my journey or background I was a really miserable lawyer corporate lawyer for a good sort of between I can't even remember how many years now like seven years or something after graduating and I kind of knew like deep within that it wasn't my thing um you know when your body just sort of like well there's just a knowing like an intuitive knowing and then my body started kind of giving me signals that this wasn't the right path for me and I ended up taking a break I took a bit of sabbatical and went traveling with my partner yeah I had really um eye-opening experiences set intentions and sort of was searching for my purpose really I didn't really know what I was here to do I was kind of like just questioning like this surely this isn't it you know my life as a lawyer and Anyway, within a few months of kind of traveling, came back home and um, somebody started speaking to me about human design. I was like, oh, what's that? I mean, this is like six, seven years ago now. I can't even remember. Like, yeah, about about what, maybe five, six years ago. Um, the time just like goes, you know. And I was like, no, I've never heard about that. Like, what is that? And um, anyway, I kind of had a reading done um, and I really felt seen and understood by the person who was reading for me. Uh, and I just knew from that day that it was the system that I was going to work with. And so I ended up eventually leaving my job as a lawyer and going into human design. And I sort of my work has evolved with human design. And yeah, I guess that's how I ended up um, where I am today. Mm. Yeah, it's funny how those things just kind of like come they kind of like float into our consciousness, right? I think I also heard about human design the first time was probably also about six or seven years ago um, from a friend here in Ulm and she'd, you know, some ex-boyfriend of hers had just mentioned it. And and I think he'd heard about it like in Brazil and like had a reading from someone like around the Amazon. And I remember she told me about it and I was like, gosh, this sounds really like, <laughs> you know, like weird. <laughs> um, and I've always loved astrology. So when I, when I, I don't know what it was that made me kind of, there was just a pull I don't know what it was that made me think oh let me go and you know just look look into that system a bit and it was like it's like a whole new universe opening right 
Yeah, totally. I do think it finds you just at the moment that you need it to, in a way. Mm. Some people kind of find it and then they're not interested or they're turned off by uh, Ra, who was the guy that kind of channeled or the system came through him. Mm. Um, He's quite a polarizing figure. And I think even the frequency of his voice sometimes like turns people away, you know. Mm. But I do feel like it's just one of those things that if it lands in your space and you you get it, then it's you're meant to hear it at that time, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to just, um, you know, for people who don't know what human design is, I would love for you to just explain a little bit around around what it is and and how how it can help you in your life. But before we do that, just while we're on the subject of of um, of human design discoveries, um, I would love. To, I've never asked you, Julietta, like, how did you when when did human design become a thing for you? Because we we mention it quite often in our daily. <laughs> Daily voice notes, multiple <laughs> daily note voice notes. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, I actually came to human design maybe, I think maybe it would have been two or three years ago through Jess, who has already been a guest on uh, the podcast. So she started getting really into it. And, you know, she started sharing more and more in our little friendship group. And I think like you've both shared, there is a moment when it just something really resonates and you're like, fuck, that's me. <laughs> you know, you're just like... I get it. Like, um, you know, I, I've heard lots of people's stories are very similar, like, you know, that all the types have this strap line. Right. So, for example, the generator is this kind of idea of this sacral response kind of thing or, and and this joy and and doing what lights you up. And when you hear that, you're like, you feel it in your body, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you know, like you said, Livy, like you already knew in your body before you even came across human design, you knew it. And I think human design almost sometimes just seals everything and confirms everything we've been thinking and puts words into what we've been thinking, right? And you're just like, oh, you know, so yeah, mine was about, yeah, about three years ago. And um, I, I really enjoy dipping in and out of it. I, I, I find it really enjoyable. Sometimes, Yes, there are figures that I don't, you know, resonate with. And sometimes there are certain messages that I'm like, uh, and sometimes I find some of the language really confusing. And what I love about what you do, Libby, is that you're always so like, I get it. You know, your message always lands with me. I love the language you use because sometimes you read things and you're like, I don't even know what this means. You know? <laughs> but that, and that's why, you know, I, I really love, love your approach. Um, but yeah, for, for for me, it's always there in the background and I come in and out of it in and out of it, you know, and then sometimes when I'm really feeling out of sorts, I will turn back to it because I'm like, oh yeah, this is why you're completely the classic generator, frustrated, pushing, going crazy, you know, and then I'm like, why is nothing working? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my human design sort of story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So just for the for the listeners so they know, um, Julietta is a generator and Livia and I are both projectors, um, which is one of the reasons why I've always been so drawn to Livy's messaging, because um, as you'll hear, like we all have different ways of doing things. And for someone who's self-employed and, you know, we've got a lot of coaches and people who listen to this podcast um, and we've spoken, I mean, pretty much this whole season has just been about like <laughs> really tearing down the bullshit in you know in the coaching industry at the moment and uh, you should do things in my way and one of the things that I love about you know having someone who is a projector talking about business is that I feel like oh, I can really trust them because they kind of understand they get it like from my point of view as a projector so Livy 
what the bloody hell is human design? The people who are just like, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> is <sense>. this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so human design is a it's essentially a system that helps you understand yourself better, to put it like succinctly. Similar to modalities like uh, astrology, it's based on your time, your date and location of birth. And what it does is it pulls on the informations and the kind of energetic imprints of the planets at the time that you were born and approximately three months before you were born. And it helps you what you do when you kind of when you pull this information together, it brings up what we call a chart, a human design chart. And that chart is like a map of you, um, a you and your soul. And the idea is when you follow that map, you learn to trust that map and surrender to the body's movement uh, as opposed to the mind uh, in life, then you're here to experience satisfaction, joy, uh, success peace, delight, and life's manner flow more easily. So to put it simply, it's a system that helps you understand yourself and how, if you follow it, to experience more joy, um, more flow in life. I would, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, right? When you look back in your life when things have been really flowing, at least for me, when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I can really see how I've been like following my strategy authority and everything else and my type so can you just I know I mean like one of the things I love about human design is that it is just ridiculously complex it you know you're like oh I get this and then you're like what the hell is that (laughs) you know it just it can it's amazing I think as you mentioned it was like the system was channeled by um by one person by one man and sometimes it blows my mind that that it can that something that complex can really have like come through a human but for people who just, you know, the top level basics, can you just give us a, a bit of a, a whistle-stop tour of the, of the personality, the uh, profile types and what strategy and authority means? Because we'll probably refer to those. those sure. Things. Yeah. So uh, the energy types, and um, there are five energy types. And what the energy type really reveals is how you are exchanging energy with people around you. And yeah, how you're interacting, how the energy is moving in between auras. So five types. The the first type are manifestors and manifestors are the true initiators. They are the people who usually have lots of ideas and they come in and they can catalyze things into action. They can fire start, they can um, reveal new possibilities and yeah show us new direction basically in life and they're the people that that you kind of want in a team that are are great with ideas and coming up with new ways of doing things or new ideas and new direction for things the thing with manifestors is that they don't always have the energy to kind of follow through and so they might have all the ideas but they need the support of the generators and the manifesting generators two of the other types to kind of follow through and what we call build so generators and manifesting generators they have this this life force energy kind of like waking up in the day waking up in the morning with um, a battery full of life force and they're here to put their life force towards things that they enjoy doing things that they feel very satisfied doing um that light them up that bring them joy and when they do so they actually get more energy to put towards the things that they you know 
that they're engaged in. And the more they put their energy towards things that they love doing, the more joy, satisfaction they experience. And um, the vibration of the kind of the planet lifts based on MGs and generators really doing what they love. Now, obviously, we've all been conditioned to kind of end up well, many of us have been conditioned and ended up in, in jobs that maybe don't feel satisfying, don't feel good. We're not spending our, you know, our battery, our life force energy on things that we love doing. And it kind of drains, it feels stagnant, we get burnt out. And the idea with human design is to try and help the generators and manifesting generators to engage in things that they love doing more. And simply that will help raise the vibration of the planet. Like So those types they really have the life force to put towards things that they feel very satisfying manifesting generators they're kind of like some people describe them as a subtype of the generators depends like who you've learned the system from many of the purists kind of only see four types but the more sort of evolved i guess yeah the way that the system's described and changed that some people introduce the manifesting generators as a separate type and they generally are quite fast paced they're a hybrid of the generator and the manifest a kind of characteristics in that they are they have that sort of what we call the the sacral um generator within them that that life force energy that keeps you know ticking over a motor that they have towards put to, to put towards things that they love doing and they can make things happen quickly because that manifesto sort of energy that works in fits and starts and generally they are multi-passionate they like putting they they tend to have fingers in lots of different pies they can get bored quickly or want to pivot into you know new direction do new things but they're very magnetic beings when they are in flow and doing what they love and not succumbing to conditioning of like you must be in one career you must do one thing even in your business like they tend to have lots of different passions that they yeah pour their energy into then you have the projectors who are the natural guides they're here to lead and guide they don't have that consistent life force energy that the generators and the manifesting generators have and they're here to kind of oversee things and point out how we can do things more efficiently and guide rather than do so a projector's natural place is leading and guiding so if you've got the manifesto starting the idea or the project the generators and the manifesting generators who have the life force to bring it to life and to kind of carry it through then the projectors there like oh we could tweak this we could make this more efficient we could you know course correct and um they're the ones that really allow us to to see things in maybe a different light they help us see our blind spots they're really here to help with efficiency commonly with projectors they end up doing 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 because obviously we've been brought up in society to do and um, can burn out you know when they're in they're trying to live like generators they're not necessarily here to work in the traditional sense in that they they suit more guidance consultancy type roles um, where they can oversee and they're not using using energy that they don't necessarily have and then you've got the reflectors who are the rarest type and they they kind of sit at the middle of everyone and reflect back at how we're all doing. Um, so they're kind of described like the mirrors. They they show us like, are we doing this well? Are we not? Like what's working in society? What isn't? How can we evolve consciousness in a way, move forward based on, yeah, what they see working and not working? So um, they, yeah, they kind of soak up people's energy, reflect it back yeah, reveal information to us that we might not necessarily be able to see ourselves. So that's like a real, uh, yeah, whistle stop through through the types. Thank you. And people, <clears throat> excuse me, people will be able to find that out by um, inputting their 
birth data into a system is there one that you recommend yeah i i use dravian archive i like source material you know that's kind of come directly from the source and dravian is a, a great site for you know learning um there's a lot of free information there's paid courses there but it, what's helpful i found when learning is to learn from source yeah. because although it's brilliant that so many people are learning the system studying system and kind of seeing it through their lens sometimes the frequency isn't translated unless it's kind of source right so yeah. for me like the purer um the better at least when you're learning you know um so i i always recommend jovium yeah we'll put the link to that in the show notes and and i agree it's um at the moment we are almost through uh, we're about halfway through my uncapped program and so many of the practices that we're there you know i'm guiding the women through there we were given really kind of strict instructions like do not deviate too much from this at least in the beginning when people are learning it because as you say like everyone's got their own spin on things and you know their own like I'd rather have this kind of music or I'd rather do that and it's like well that's great but in the beginning you just need to kind of like learn the basics and get the get the teachings essentially so I can really resonate with that and just two more things strategy and authority what are they so we don't necessarily need to know for each type but like what do we what do you mean when you're talking about strategy um authority and perhaps the self and not self themes yeah so strategy is really like we've all been given a strategy to 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 follow based on our energy type so each type has a different strategy and the idea is if you surrender to your strategy stop living life from the mind but more follow the body's guidance that things will flow more easily so each type has their own strategy to follow and then authority is your unique decision making so everyone has a different way that they come to making decisions that are aligned for them and it's so easy for the mind to overrule our decision making process in human design the mind you know the mind is a great tool um but it's not here to make decisions we want to kind of like tap into the body's awareness for decisions right so yeah, when we teach human design, we learn about human design. The first and everything that we come back to is really about following your strategy and your authority. It sounds like pretty simple, but um, actually it's a, a work in progress, an experiment and um, a surrendering really, because we've not really been taught to move through life with the body and the mind is so powerful. Uh, so yeah, this system is really just asking our, us to allow the mind to be this passenger of life instead of taking the driving seat and allowing the body to come forward and the vehicle we call in human design the form to 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 lead us away mm. yeah. I really, it's not easy. really like that because <laughs> no it's not easy but like you know I think especially a lot of the conversations we have been having the last few years but also Nat you're uncapped you know it is about embodiment it's about yeah. coming into our bodies and so many of us like you say Livy we've been so conditioned we we're we're here we're in our heads day in day out being logical being objective you know these are all the good things in inverted commas right so it's so so hard to come into our bodies and really trust and one thing that human design has really helped me with is to trust 
um, my responses, this sacral response. So, you know, just for people listening, it, you know, for me, for my type, I respond from my sacral chakra. That's how, and it's very, very yes and no, but I never really knew that until I started practicing a bit. And I, I could walk into a room now and I'm like, nah, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, <laughs> yes. And I don't have to have any logic anymore because I know mm -hmm. that my answers are there, but I don't do it all the time because I end up still you know I have an important decision to make and I will still sit down and do the pros and cons and blah 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 whereas if I was really really you know being very honest with myself and just I just sat there and just dropped in I'd be like well that's clearly the answer the answer is this but we yeah. still like you say it's always going back to that you know thinking things through we place so much value on that you know like the, the these kind of like working through blah 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 analyzing weighing up and down and all of this so you know, I, I love that it is an, one, a be, really beautiful embodiment um, system, right? Like, and I, I think one of my challenges sometimes is I don't fully understand what the words mean in my body. So I'll hear a word and I'll be like, what does that mean? How does that feel? Because I, you know, I do love playing with words and I love words in general, but they, they resonate with the mind and not with the body. So then I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like, so... But it's been a real journey for me and I'm really enjoying it. So I, I really love that you've made such an emphasis on the whole embodiment thing, because actually, until you said it, I don't think I realized how much of an embodied like embodiment system it was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Um, like my my decision making authority is intuition or, in you know, and it's um, and I think for a while when I before I started really learning about human design, you know, like in living intuitively and all of that was something you know um in the wellness scene that was getting bigger and bigger and there was just so much advice always like follow your intuition follow your intuition follow your intuition and I mean we know because it's you know everyone has a different type it's not necessarily the right advice for everyone but for me I'd just kind of be like well you know I don't even know what that means because it's just something that just happens it's like you know it's not something that I necessarily am aware of it's not like oh my intuition is speaking to me now right it's like this it just is something that happens and I think like for me that is a a real sign of embodiment when your mind it doesn't even have a chance to like step in front it's just like your body is just responding um you know if you were to ask me where is my intuition in my body I actually would not be able to say I wouldn't be able to say it's in my womb it's in my heart it's in my head it's just there mm. but it's still you know it's still a very much an embodied experience so yeah, yeah I love that and I think like this, this so the spleen and your authority now being sort of splenic which is intuitive decision making it speaks much more quickly than the mind can so it's like the oldest center in in the like in the body really um from human design perspective and it, it like comes like lightning quick and and you know in half a second essentially but the mind can quickly overrule it um and so it's about like building up this trust and this muscle of, of yeah, okay, or, you know, I felt like my intuition was speaking to me then. Um, I kind of had like a chill down my spine or I kind of had a heart flutter or, you know, working it out based on your own body. I think, the, you know, the great thing about your work, both of your work is that it is very body-based, right? It's about building that kind of connection to our bodies again and the awareness that comes through different phases, um, you know, of, of our cycles and, I don't think we've been taught to do that. Like we never taught to actually connect to our body and the intelligence that lives within. 
but actually, like you were saying, Julieta, to make logical decisions, to weigh things up, to um, find the pros and cons. And really, that just takes us out of our body, <laughs> you know, it takes us so far away from our body. Just the true intelligence really like li- lives in in the in the body. Uh, something that's quite fascinating about human design is that we're sort of evolving really from this intuitive awareness to emotional awareness. So something that's sort of like set to happen in the next kind of coming years with the with the system is that, or like as as you know as we evolve as in, as humans is that we are moving from this almost like survival instincts of like you know our basic needs were food shelter water we don't really need much else um and it was that survival instinct that kind of kept us alive for for so long now our basic needs are really different and you know we don't have the worry about running from a saber-toothed tiger or like you know going out and harvesting and you know the food's kind of like there pretty much like more or less our needs are different and actually what's happening is that there is this like mutation that is helping us become or, or, or guiding us sort of like almost towards um more emotional intelligence and um just becoming more aware emotionally as a collective um which i think is really fascinating because it kind of you know from from where we've come to where we are now such a, a like a broad spectrum that's like ever changing in the evolution of of consciousness as uh, of beings and i'm yeah i'm really excited to see like how how it manifests really this emotional intelligence kind of coming out and yeah see seeing what happens like with this next cycle this next um development yeah it is really interesting especially when you i mean obviously it depends on what you follow on instagram and stuff but um, and the people that you surround yourself with. But that's, you know, like emotional intelligence is something that has just been growing and growing and growing and growing in like pretty much everything that I've been seeing over the last few years. And it's, it is pretty wild that you can actually see like, oh, that's actually happening. Like, and, and it's a great thing. Like we need that. So, you know, without that, we would just be cavemen and cavewomen forever. <laughs> Not be the best place to live <laughs> on this planet. And so when you're not following your strategy, when you're not doing, you know, doing life the way that you're supposed to, and when you, um, when you're not listening to your decision-making process, there's a thing called the self-theme and the not-self-theme. Um, again, just in case those words pop up, can you just like, like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so your, your not-self is when you're living what we say, sort of like off the chart, when you're not living in accordance with your human design. And each of the types has a not-self theme. So for manifestors, when they're not living in alignment with their design, most commonly they'll experience a sense of anger. For generators, it's a sense of like frustration, things feeling heavy, not flowing. Manifesting generators, it's predominantly frustration, but there might be the kind of the mix of anger in there as well with that manifestor type coming in. For projectors, it's a sense of bitterness, like this sourness. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um and for reflectors kind of like disappointment you know and when you are living your type you experience your signature so the signature is the kind of indicator emotional theme that shows that you yeah you're living in alignment with your design and things are flowing so for manifestors it's a sense of peace um, for generators and manifesting generators, a sense of satisfaction, like life feels full, life feels juicy. Um, for projectors, it's success. And for reflectors, a sense of delight and surprise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll probably see and experience that like as you are navigating your design. And, you know, if you are somebody, you don't even have to believe in human design, but if you have a lot of like, let's say anger as a manifester and you want to try and like reorient to experience more peace in your life, then the guidance is to follow your strategy and your authority. And likely you'll start to experience the anger like dissipating and more peace um, appearing in your in your life. Mm. And it's so wild how quickly that can happen as well. Um, you know, like I think you said earlier, Julietta, like you you get in those moments where, and it's the same for me, like I get in those moments where I'm feeling like that, you know, like for you, it's frustration for, for us as projectors, it's, you know, like just bitterness. Like why isn't that working for me, but it's working for them. And that kind of like, mm. and the moment that you realize like, okay, let me just change tack. It's amazing how quickly things can change. And so I think, you know, when you're doing like life, life is just made of decisions, right? And so changing these really small decisions um, and seeing the impact that that has and how life can feel more in flow can help you to feel more confidence when taking those bigger decisions about like what your life looks like, who you're doing it with, where you're doing it, et cetera. Um, because those are big, 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 big things. And Something that I love, I remember, Livy, you shared, I don't know if it was on Instagram or in one of your emails, you shared a while ago that you were kind of like being called to to move, to leave. And I, I don't know why I have Canada in my head. I might have just completely made that up from the, from the, it was, um, you know, I was like, I just thought, why do I have Canada in my head? Maybe I'm psychic or maybe just like <laughs> Canada. And I would just love to, to hear how how were you get when how was it coming to you this need or this feeling like there was a need to change your lifestyle because you've just had a, a son like what like two years ago or something um, yeah. Your business seems to be I've been following you for a while your business really seems to be like taking off you're now engaged and those <laughs> are the times when normally we'd be like things are going really well let me just stay here and like build on that so what was how was your human design or whatever whatever you want to describe it as how was how was it coming across to you that something was out of alignment Mm, yeah it's so funny like what you see kind of from the outside versus like what's kind of going on but for me so there are a couple of things we'd been living in our home we bought our home fairly quickly after after meeting one another and we yeah we like settled into the area uh it's actually the area that we are both from originally you know when you can kind of just feel like so I have what's called an open identity center in human design what that means is that different environments different places different people will pull out different aspects of you and one of the sort of let's say shadows excuse me of the center is like getting stuck in a place and things just not feeling like they're like yeah just feeling like a little bit like maybe stagnant or that your best expression when you have an open identity center is to kind of like um, ensure that you're in an environment that feels really good for you and you kind of just trust that when you're in the right environment for you that opportunities will manifest and that your body will feel like you know at its best and for me, like the environment that we were in didn't necessarily feel super aligned. Like we'd been there for a long time, kind of was ex- like 
yeah, experiencing the desire to change, to maybe travel, to go and experience something new, to just change environment, really. And so um, my partner lived in Canada for a while. I've always wanted to go. We have been, you know, we had our son during, well, just after the pandemic. And um, I think had we not had him, we probably would have done more traveling together as a couple. We're both quite adventurous and like have a lot of wanderlust. And I I kind of found that as a 6'2", my profile, like I'm not necessarily somebody who needs to be around people all of the time. Like I'm quite happy in our small sort of family unit with our dog, right? And I can kind of choose environment over necessarily like people that I am around. I was just being called to like go somewhere, somewhere different. So yeah, we're potentially going to be spending some time in Canada this year and um, just looking at moving location to somewhere that feels more aligned, that like is more closer to nature. And I just really trust that when I'm in the right environment, the opportunities that are meant for me will present themselves. And I know that my environment like at home like yeah works great like yes I've just had a beautiful son and like you know our relationship's feeling really good and yet still like my environment doesn't feel like totally nourishing I don't feel super inspired and um I want to ex- like give myself um the opportunity to I guess it's like respond to this desire that I have to to want to go and explore and whilst Aussie's still young like we can do that we're not tied to anywhere. And so, um, you know, some people kind of look at us and think like, you're crazy. Like you've got a young son, like, you know, what are you doing? Like lay your roots, lay foundations, like do the sensible thing. Um, and actually I think like sometimes we just have to listen to the call, don't we? And you, when you were saying that at the end now, I just thought, you know, you're not doing the, you define the logical things. So, oh, you know, the logic is you've got a young baby, well, a toddler, you're living here you're happy so why would you want to change but it's like you say you know that your environment isn't nourishing you in the way that you want it to nourish you and how amazing to have that knowledge and have a system that guides you so you can just go oh yeah no this is like this would be the next level because like you say it's not like you're unhappy with your life but there's this you know with all all your knowledge and 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 knowledge of your body you're like okay this one thing would be incredible and it is I mean it defies if you sat and did a list of pros and cons you'd never go that's exactly that's so true that's so so true like you know the pros and cons stuff um especially when it's you know something about like leaving your country like even moving cities is you know quite a big deal but um moving country and and everything else like yeah it's um it's pretty powerful to be able to really listen to to your body and you know and actually really trust it as well and not let the mind creep in and try to kind of make sense of what's happening or make excuses for what's happening and all of that kind of thing Mm, I'm really inspired now to go and listen to my body more like now I'm like because I've got (laughs) a couple of big things that to decide on and I'm like right I just need to go into a quiet room and sit there and just feel it all yeah it's so powerful isn't it and I think like you say if we sat there with the pros and cons we probably wouldn't have changed something or listened to like you know some people have more fear like especially family members or that haven't experienced that sort of thing like they'll project onto you and I think you have to be very discerning about like what's yours what's theirs and mm. um you know we're giving up our house which is security like doesn't 
that's not sensible really and that's not logical and so yeah to just like tr- trust in the body's desires can be super powerful and also you know i'm a 6-2 profile in human design it's very important for me to embody my message and and um, be a role model for like you know my design and the work that i'm doing and if i suppress that desire it wouldn't be true to me and so yeah for me it's really important for me to like practice what i preach and yeah to to live in alignment with with my design question and I'm sure other people are probably thinking this as well. So human design, it's all about following your design, your body, your your intuition, sacral response, etc. which is great if you're single and probably fine if you're perhaps with a similar energy type. <laughs> um, I would love to know what, what is, what profile does your, uh, what not profile? What, what uh, is it profile? No, energy profile type. Is it, yeah, what energy type is your partner and how, how do you get to, you know, you're making big decisions right now and, you you know, he's lived in Canada before. You've got like, you know, you, you're both kind of like itchy fitted, wanderlusty backpackers by nature. <laughs> but how do you make those decisions? How how do you bring two different people together? Because normally we would compromise, right? We would yeah. we would use logic to compromise with a partner how do you do that in a way where both people feel true to their design and decisions and things I would love to know that yeah great question so um he really like respects the fact that I so my decision making is author is emotional and so I need a little bit of time he's sacral so he's a manifesting generator two four profile and um yeah he kind of instantly knows in the moment whether something's a, a yes or a no and he's very good at trusting that he's been he's always been quite like yeah um had just a a great connection to like his his body's knowing and so you know where he can be quite we've both got what's called like defined hearts in human design which means like that that once we want something and we have a like a, a a vision maybe we can be quite have quite a strong willpower to sort of make it happen and so, you know, where he has a, a sacral response straight away, like, yes, this feels good to me. He knows that I maybe need to like sit with it or it takes me a little bit longer to get to my truth and arrive at what feels good for me. I mean, so far to date, like broadly speaking, our plans have kind of aligned in terms of what we want to do. And we hold similar visions like life visions and, you know, um, ideas of what we want to kind of create out of our lives. Yeah, I just he just knows that like. I take a little bit of time and he will give me that time and he trusts that I'll get to the place that I need to be when um, I it's right for me, even if that takes me a little bit longer than than him and his knowing. You know, at the beginning of our relationship, I used to really try and keep up with him and I would, at this point, I didn't know about human design, right? So as a manifesting generator, he moves very quickly through life and needs to like, you know, he could like be up, out, like doing his thing, like working all day doing stuff that he loves and you know then going out in the evening and I just be like exhausted projector like on the couch (laughs) Um, and I'm just kind of wondering like what is going on like why can't I keep up or like sort of like berating myself and not having the same amount of energy and stuff that you know as he and then when I learned about human design I felt so seen and like validated for what I was going through and then suddenly I just like trusted in what was meant for me and you know sometimes our paths sort of go slightly different ways because of that and the things that we do differ but I think it's like a, a almost like 
a coming home to like who we are as individuals. And the great thing about human design is that it's about differentiation. It's about, it's not necessarily about like, well, it, it really is about like understanding what's unique about you and you being your the most unique expression of who you came here to be um, and and not necessarily compromising your true nature for somebody else, but just trusting that when you follow your truth, like everything else aligns, I really like, yeah, that's something that's really important to me. And like, you know, in, in teaching this system and in practicing this system, like I, I don't want to add to like the, what we call the homogenization, the sameness I, I think we've all just been gifted with life and a unique blueprint. And and the more we can tend to our unique nature, um, the better for for humanity, for evolution of consciousness. So, yeah, I went a bit on a tangent there, but. No, I love the tangent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the tangent because, I mean, I'm fascinated with relationships and how people come together and stay together and. I also have a manifesting generator boyfriend and um and yeah you know like there is this kind of it's it can be so hard sometimes to remember who you are as an individual in a relationship and also to trust that when you do the things that light you up and the things that that feel good for you that things will just go the way that they're supposed to and we can really hang on to like you know I have to be like this I have to be like that, otherwise they're going to leave. Or, you know, they, there can be so much conditioning that comes in. And, and again, because we're not taught to trust our bodies, we're not taught to trust our cycles, we're not taught to 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 even be aware of, um, of the signals that our bodies are sending us, there can be such a big level of, like, distrust because you've got this person in front of you or this job in front of you or whatever that, you know, gives you so much joy. But... Um, the, the idea that like this is maybe not serving me in this way or maybe I need to change my job or change my location or you know decide that actually I don't like that hobby and I want to go and do what like lights me up instead and he can go off and do it by themselves like it can be so hard to really trust that voice mm -hmm. inside of us um however it manifests as our decision making authority I think it's a great tangent because you know we don't live our lives alone we live our lives in relationship and and so bringing those two together in a way that is complementary <laughs> um mm. I think is really yeah it's it's a really fascinating thing my mind is now popping with like human design for dating and stuff like <laughs> you, know, you read my mind I was like oh wow we should do not we I mean I'm, I'm not a human design expert but like how amazing when everybody went into a relationship knowing a little bit about each other's human design, because like these are conversations I have quite often with some of my friends, you know, we, 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 we talk about our partner's design and we're like, I think a lot, a lot of people I know are in a relationship with a manifesting generator, which is quite interesting. And a lo it's a lot of projectors and manifesting generators. Yes. And it's so funny listening to this, like um, Jess, for example, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing. Sometimes she's like, I can't even have him sleeping. I can't have him sleeping near me sometimes because the energy is too much, you know, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just that she's like, wow, it's overwhelming. But when we understand this, we can work with it, right? And sometimes it's like, actually, tonight, I don't want to be in the same room as you. Yeah. It's not that I don't love you. It's not anything. It's just energetically. I need yeah. my space, please, you know? And like you were saying, Livy, you know, at the beginning, a projector, MG, you know, and you were just like, I couldn't give up with him. And 
one of the questions that comes up a lot with hormone health and psych cycle work is like, what's wrong with me? And there isn't anything wrong with you. Yeah. You're just not conforming to maybe the predominant type in human design or one of the predominant types. Or maybe you have a different experience of the menstrual cycle to someone else. And it's always, we sit there thinking that this is a problem and it's not, you know, and to have that, like you say, validation and just feeling seen and going, oh, it's okay, actually. He can go and do his crazy stuff, his MG madness all day long and then you know I'll get a bit of that energy at some point and then we'll we'll regroup in the evening and how powerful is that you know that's so funny so true (laughs) yeah and I think the thing is is to like it gives us permission to not have to like contort ourselves to fit in which I, I spent a lot of time doing you know in a career that I didn't like or even in friendship groups or just like constantly trying to fit in and I think when I let go of trying to fit in and just trusted in who I was and you know started leaning into my strengths and what I came here to do and how unique I was that it just gave me permission a lot of permission and also compassion for myself which ultimately the idea with human design is to to love yourself more like if you kind of the bottom line is to to love yourself more and and I think when you start aligning with your human design, there there can be these big sort of shifts in your life of like, oh, actually that relationship wasn't aligned or, oh, that job isn't aligned. And, you know, it's big, big stuff that comes up. Like one of my mentors last year was sort of saying that whenever anyone worked with him, they would end up like, you know, like really living their truth, which meant that maybe it was leaving the partner that they'd been in relationship with or the marriage or the job or whatever. It's like big stuff when you start to really align with with who you came here to be. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I really do, because I think this is, you know, um, I'm just right now my mind is just ticking over so we talk a lot about you know in the menstrual cycle this very truth-telling phase of like premenstrual mm. <laughs> premenstrual feeling and um and I've just got in my head now like you know already when you when you realize that there's that part in your cycle is perhaps not a terrible place to be it's just a, a place that's showing you that things are out of alignment um you know, it can be such a beautiful way of learning to love yourself and learning to um, have more compassion because it's like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is just, you know, my 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 inner universe speaking to me. And it, it's just, it's so beautiful how um, these two systems, because they are essentially both systems, can, um, can really help us to like live our lives to the fullest and be in our fullest self-expression if we just know how to listen to it and trust in what it's saying as well I think it's a, it's a, such a beautiful thing mm. yeah I'm conscious of the time I'm like, I know we could talk happen? for hours I'm like I want to talk about this and oh. then but I'm <laughs> yeah maybe like follow the logical no you shouldn't <laughs> do long podcast episodes maybe we'll do <laughs> three hour long episodes. No. um <laughs> something that I would just love for you to to just touch on quickly if you wouldn't mind how is human design informing you as a mother? How, because I've, I've, when I've spoken to people who do have children and, you know, I've kind of told them about this, um, there's kind of been like that fascination, but also the, I don't want to kind of like create or influence the path of someone because when they're born, I'm going to like look up their birth, you know, their, um, their human design and know everything about them. So how, 
how are you straddling like are you diving all in have you like examined every little nook and cranny <laughs> of Aussie's charts or are you kind of like just leaving things to unfold yeah great question so I know his design I don't like I haven't studied like the intricacies of it but I know like you know top level and some of the more detailed stuff actually and um just having that awareness makes me feel more confident as a mum in a way because I'm like oh I can see how this is sort of playing out or I know how best to nourish his system let's say um you know the order in which he eats food and like human design can get very specific like really granular kind of detail and I think I have tried to I mean you do obviously as a mum like you just want to give safe space to your child to like express themselves and to um yeah to do life their own way but obviously our own projections our own insecurities our own experiences really flavor like how probably we bring them up and um I I just see the chart as like a map for him to be able to support him it doesn't have to be like a dictation or I you know I know my limitations as a projector mom I'm aware of that Ra um who channeled the system kind of said that like when a mom and a baby you know come into union sometimes the mum sort of like their circuitry gets lost for a little while and they kind of merge you spend so much time you know in that intimate sort of state of newborn and the first year or so can be you're, you're just like this you know um and I yeah, I was very much aware of how he he was impacting me and I was sort of probably impacting him and just the, the the fusion of our energies together and just having that awareness for me is just like enough and not having to change anything like just because of that, just yeah, simple awareness is really the gift of like what the system brings. There was, I think, something that Ra said, which is like, you know, project them project shouldn't be mums, like <laughs> Yeah, he was very polarizing and said some like quite heretical kind of like <laughs> shocking things. I think really what he meant by that is like, you know, the task of a mum and the role of the mum is very hands-on, it's very doing based. You know, you're constantly responding to your part to your son, sorry, or your daughter. And that really isn't necessarily the role. And so, like as a parent projector, there's a different way of like navigating your relationships and how you move through life with your your children yeah again it's just like an awareness thing so yeah I know his design yes I kind of can see it kind of playing out in different ways and I'm curious to know how it will manifest and I hope that just being able to support him and him being his unique um self and um doing what's true to him is like the way that the system will yeah support us both through life I wonder if that's why so many projectors end up with manifesting generators then because they've got that doing energy <laughs> they can do the like you know the hands-on <laughs> running around kind of thing while the projectors guiding them let's do this more yeah. efficiently <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> oh. it's a lot how what have you got going on at the moment Nivy? how if people are kind of like oh my gosh she's amazing I'm loving everything <laughs> she's talking about like how can people get more into your world I've worked with you um before Ooh. and I can just oh, I highly 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 recommend it because you're just such a knowledgeable person you explain things so clearly for people so what yeah how can people get to know you more and bring human design to their life business and everything else 
Yeah, so um, I offer readings, like one-to-one readings uh, with individuals. And yeah, like you were saying, predominantly now I work with um, practitioners, coaches, therapists, um, healers who are looking to understand what makes them unique um, and to kind of move away from those copy-paste strategies in business and just find and trust like their own strengths, their own blueprint in creating a business that thrives. Um, I have a foundational course if you're in the earliest sort of stages of your business, building up the foundations and doing so in alignment with your human design. And then I also work with um, entrepreneurs who are sort of <clears throat> a little bit further on in the journey. I support people one-to-one. Yeah, lots of different ways to work together. I also... One of the strengths in my human design chart that's very kind of clear and something that I've been nurturing is is this natural gift for kind of like marketing, sales, writing, communication. And I've just started copywriting for people, helping them kind of um, find their own voice through their human design. And just I love writing. I love writing content. And I, yeah, it's just a strength that I'm kind of nurturing through my own blueprint Um and so I support also people in, in, um, yeah, in, in, in writing. I did not know that. Is that the secret, is that the secret thing you put out on Instagram the other day where I was like, no, fingers away. I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. What an amazing service. Cause I mean, I love writing as well, but, um, some, like a lot of people don't, especially when it comes to like websites and it's just like, Oh, how can I do that? And how amazing to have, someone who can understand your chart what your strengths are and then channel that into copy I didn't know that my mind is now like (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's just like again it's like that embodiment of my message like I'm asking you as practitioners to like work on your strengths and discover your strengths and trust what's unique to you and so let me share an example and let me like yeah embody that myself and it's something that comes naturally and yeah I just um felt cool to kind of share it and and um and yeah see where it goes amazing oh Juliet have you got any is there any like burning questions you've got I could just I've got like even more like questions coming up but I'm gonna have to hold that maybe we'll have to have you on again (laughs) I do have a million and one questions but I feel like maybe that's going to be a part two if you'd like to come back we would you know because we haven't even talked about the whole your business side of things your coaching and all that which we have been talking a lot about business coaching and coaching in general recently. Um, and it will be wonderful to have you back because I've got a million and one questions about that. And I, your approach is so different. You know, it's, it's you know, I feel it's like it's really getting to the core of who you are and then how you then, you know, become a business, you know, run a business and like everything you've said. But I really I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm not thinking I'm feeling. Please know everyone. <laughs> that this is like a a sort of quite a natural like end to this conversation and I think the business thing would be maybe like a whole other chat so yeah I think for me for me really I, I would just love to quickly just reflect to you that I I feel that human design is also an art of interpretation so I've seen so many interpretations so many some that I don't resonate with at all some that I absolutely love and I suppose it's just really to reflect back to you that I really resonate with your interpretation and your kind of take on things. And I suppose it goes down to your message of you learn and embody 
your type, your design, everything, and then you put that message out because there are a lot of human design people out there now these yeah. days. There's a lot of readers. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so yeah, reflecting back that I love your your interpretation of it, but also I suppose yeah, like for anybody who's listening who is a human design reader or just starting, what would your find? What would your yeah like little nugget of wisdom be for them? Yeah. Oh well, thank you. I so I think some. If you're starting out, like my recommendation is to like, to stick to source material. The reason that I say that is because it has a frequency and when it's synthesized or summarized in through the lens of somebody else, that frequency can be lost and the potency of it dies away almost. So this is something that I've kind of learned through my own experience of starting out with source, moving away from it. I've studied with so many different like um, human design practitioners, mentors, teachers. And the thing that really makes the difference is when you truly, truly learn source material. That's when the, the change happens. And so as tempting as it can be to kind of like do, I don't know, an overnight course in human design or like learn to be a practitioner overnight like there will be limitations to how much you can use that in your business and how your business grows likely you'll probably burn out um unless you really yeah get the foundational and get the material that was sort of like meant to be transmitted it's quite a I guess it's quite a specific or quite a um not polarizing what's the word that I'm looking for like maybe that doesn't feel good for people to hear um and I probably would have like not enjoyed hearing that like early on in my stage but like having had the experience I I really I, I there's just nothing more that I would recommend and some people are like oh you know like you don't need to be purist the purist like you know are, are against that let's say but I just from my experience if you want this to be like in if you want to do this in in the long term and make this like your work then it really like the, the the drive you have for it the energy you have for it like it, it really requires like going deep you know thank you thank you so much Libby it's been such a pleasure yeah and I just am like in awe really of of how you are just like we've picked up and now we're by the sea and now we're gonna go here and now we're gonna it's just amazing how like to see you actually living it and I love you know as you said you've got that 6-2 role model like you really do role model and I think it's just it's so lovely so thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us oh thank you so much for having me it's been a joy and yes like part two all business related let's go deep on that I'm so ready for that as well yes let's <laughs> do it we will we will thank oh, you for having me guys you're so welcome thank you for listening we'll put links to Livy's Instagram website and um and the Jovian archive in the show notes so that people can go and find out their human design um but for now that's it from us thank you We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.